Hello, and welcome to the Investing on the Go podcast. I'm Chris Sarley, and today we're joined by Sue Nofka, manager of the elite-rated Schroeder Income Growth Fund. Thanks for joining us today, Sue. Good afternoon. Thank you very much. Um, wanted to start with, obviously, dividends in the UK. It's not been the, well, 2020 was not the best of years, let's, let's put it that way. Could you maybe just talk us through the environment and how the, the fund held up? Yeah, so uh, an amazing year, really. So so much happened uh, and happened really quickly. So if we think back to 12 months ago, people were back from their um, half-term holiday and the first cases of COVID really were beginning to, to hit home in Italy. And what we saw was a, a rapid um, pulling in of horns in terms of increased caution from companies in response to that, really from about April, May. And that's super important for income investors because you're normally receiving the final payments in terms of dividends for the year that's just closed. So in that case, it was 2019. And what we saw was a lot of company managements just say the outlook is so uncertain. We're in an epidemic, pandemic, uh, on a global scale, and we don't know how this is going to pan out. So they decided to to curtail their dividend payments or to to just say it's too early to to say. And regulators also stepped in and prohibited a number of companies, particularly in the financial sector, from paying. So very difficult circumstances in 2020. Um, one of the things I wanted to touch on is obviously you have the ability to use a, a revenue reserve within the portfolio. Could you maybe talk about how how and if you used that last year and whether you still have the ability to use it this year if needs be? Yeah. So that's the, the great thing about an investment trust in, in that you earn income during the year, but you don't have to pay it all out. So in the good years, you can retain reserves for a time when the environment is more tricky. And that's what we've been doing for the prior six or seven years to the COVID crisis. And that meant that we were not uh, unduly perturbed by some companies' caution in the early stages of the COVID crisis. And we did draw on some of those reserves, but to a modest amount. So we had one full year, so 12 months of dividend in reserves. And we used effectively one month of that um, in the 12 months to the end of August 2020. So we still have 11 months of dividend in reserves. And we had a dividend that was covered by earnings of 93%. So Actually, the hit to the fund in income was far less than that of the market. We've done some analysis of the market to the nearest calendar quarter to August, so the end of September, and market income fell about 35%. Our income fell by half of that, some 17%. So we were much more protected as well as having those revenue reserves. So we feel very comfortable having the flexibility in our strategy uh, and to be able to deliver income for our investors. And what is your outlook for, for UK dividends now? Are you, are you sort of bullish? Are you expecting more cuts? Are we, are we through the worst? Do you caution, optimism? Yeah, I think it depends on which sector. And I think we are broadly through the worst. So when we, we 
opened up the conversation. We talked about that fear and panic that, that corporates had and the level of uncertainty. As we went through 2020, and particularly when we got the vaccination news, um, that there were um, medical advances to, to ensure that there was a solution to the, the global health pandemic, that, that was very reassuring for, for corporates as well as society generally. And what we've seen is a number of companies having adapted to the crisis actually pretty well outside of those main sectors in hospitality, which are completely closed. And so we've seen companies actually pay back a lot of government support to give them more flexibility to um, invest the, their own opportunities for the future and to reward their shareholders more generally. Um, and so there's a lot more confidence in the future, I think. What does it mean in terms of dividend payments? Um, I think for the market as a whole, the second half uh, of calendar 2021 will look much brighter. Partly it's a, a comparison. So the comparison in the second half of 21 is going to look better against quite a weak second half of 2020. But I think we will be sort of through the worst, so to speak, uh, and there should be definitely light at the end of the tunnel. Um, I just want to broaden it out a bit more beyond dividends to look at the UK market in general, you know, the Damocles of Brexit hanging over it, the undervalued a word that's become synonymous with the market. Could you maybe give us a view on the outlook for, for UK in general? Are we optimistic there as well? Um, in terms of capital Appreciation. Yes, I think we can be pretty optimistic about the UK equity market. It's been unloved uh, and shunned by global investors for, for some years now, re really five years um, si since the UK's EU referendum vote. But with Brexit having been done in that parlance, the valuation support is definitely there. Mm -hmm. And with the, the vaccine news really underpinning the reopening of, of the UK economy, I think the, there are many attractions to investing um, in the UK equity market. And, and just lastly, this is your 10th year running the trust. Could you maybe talk us through any stocks that you've held that have become stalwarts that perhaps you've held for a long time and just a bit, of a, a bit more of a story behind the, the journey that investors have had in that time? Sure. Um, our typical turnover is between 15 and 20% per annum. So it's not surprising that we find quite a number of holdings have been in the portfolio for that um, decade. And um, some of those are legal in general. The um, life assurance company has been one of the, the largest contributors to performance over that, that decade. And it remains within the, the fund today. But other companies from intermediate capital groups, so that's a, a speciality asset manager, Unilever, consumer um, goods company, very global in nature, mining company Rio Tinto, and Relex, which has managed the analog to digital transition within its publishing businesses um, very successfully, have all been within the portfolio for the last 10 years. Um, that's great, Sue. Thank you very much for joining us today. And if you'd like to learn more about the Schroeder Income Growth Fund, please visit fundcaliber.com. And while you're there, remember to subscribe to the Investing on the Go podcast. Please remember, we've been discussing individual stocks to bring investing to life for you. It's not a recommendation to buy or sell. 
The fund may or may not still hold these stocks at your time of listening.